What's up, everybody? The, that was my intro. Oh, that I was the intro? Was just, I thought the intro would be fun if it was just like, ah, hey, I hit record, and you were like, and then the music started. What are we supposed to do for the... Well, I thought we just, you know, usually at the info, it's just us fucking around, and then, then kicks into the yeah, music. Yeah, so, but, okay. All right, here we are. There's, There's a story. A story. <laughs> <laughs> There's a story behind everything from batteries and knives to glue and string. Share with you these forgotten things you find lying in a junk drawer. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Junk Drawer. J- 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 junk Drawer. My name is Josh. Hi, I'm Kevin. And uh, we're going to go through the junk drawer. You know what a junk drawer is. It's the place where you put all your junk. And I'm not talking about your balls. Uh, the way the show works is one of us knows what we're going to be talking about this episode, and the other one doesn't know, and they have to sit there and learn things. I'm learning. We're also drinking. Kevin, what are you drinking? I am. <laughs> this, is our, this hard seltzer craze. I, uh, I didn't want to jump on it, but somebody brought over some Topo Chico margarita hard seltzers the other night, the tropical pineapple, and I'm trying it for the first time, and I just took yeah? a sip, and it tastes kind of like a Red Bull, and I'm kind of on board with it so far. Yeah, so. I mean, I'm drinking only the seltzers these days. I'm drinking a high noon sun sip, which is a vodka soda made with real juice. I have the pineapple real going juice? right now. Real juice? Wheel juice. Gross. Ah, wheel juice. <laughs> <laughs> just, just pressing old tires. <laughs> no, we said wheel juice three times, and we summoned him. <laughs> Well, you were not on the same page. I was not as I on the was. same page, and I fucking hate <laughs> that I missed it and hate you for thinking it. <laughs> Wheeljuice is, is a little easier than Beetlejuice. Wheeljuice yeah. is just like, you guys need anything? You want me to take a look at your tires, rotate them? He's a real handy ghost, but the only problem is he's barely, he's never available. No, so you'll God, say Wheeljuice a no, hundred no. times before yeah. he even, you have to put in a res. Yeah, it's absolutely. It's a, and it's a thing. He'll tell you it's being ready on Tuesday, but it won't be. Oh, no, he'll tell you. Uh, so now we're drinking, and uh, this this week's my my choice. And uh, let's uh, let's get intern Craig in here to to pull something out of that junk drawer. You see what I got for you? Because I think you're gonna love it. Oh, I can't wait, intern Craig. What the hell is it? Yep, <laughs> got it. I am so excited about this. I, I've been thinking about it all week, oh, and yeah? I'm excited to spring this on you because uh, intern Craig just pulled out of that that junk drawer. Something that everybody has in their junk drawer. Everyone knows it unites us all. It is as universal as sneezing. Oh. It's a paperclip. Oh! We're like, talking about clips! Like your old friend Clippy. So, Kevin, can you tell me what a paperclip is? A paperclip is a stiff metal wire that is. Steph, Steph Curry? Steph Curry. It's, it's, it's Steph Curry designed metal wire. That is then twisted into a, oh, I don't know how to explain it, a, a vortex oblong shape that uh, then spreads apart the center that holds papers and things together, such as roaches for smoking. Uh, smoking, not like actual roaches, because you should, you should throw those. If you have a cockroach under a paperclip, you are a serial killer. You got um, Paperclips uh, or flat or nearly flat pieces of metal that slide over the edge of a set of papers and hold the papers together without being bent or pinched by the user and without piercing the papers. Because there's a bunch of different things that paper clips need to be able to do to be considered good paper clips. Really? Um, there's all kinds of different designs, and we're going to get into all of it. Uh, but in marketing paper clips, suppliers emphasize the superiority of their designs on one or two of the following 
characteristics. Does not catch, mutilate, or tear papers. Does not get tangled with other clips in the box. Holds a thick set of paper. Grips firmly. Holds papers securely. Is flat or thin and takes up less space in files. Is easily inserted. (laughs) Is lightweight and requires less postage. Is non-deforming or it is cheap because it uses less wire. So these are the criteria that people get into. The minutiae. I thought you were about to roll in. It's like, it's got to be this and it's got to be this. And that was nope. it. But you were no, like, it's no, it's very specific. There's a lot because of specifics. Kevin, there's so many different kinds of paper clips, and they've been around forever, and no one really knows who invented it. They have an idea because it's the first person they think that got the patent. Oh, this okay. is all about patents. So oh, hold on tight. Ooh, um, I do love the wonderful world of paperwork. Uh, there's three stamped from sheet metal. That's Eureka, Sheet Brass, Gothic, and Proco. There's another four, Angel, or Angle, I can't tell. Utility, Vise, Acme Correspondence are made by folding small pieces of resilient sheet metal. And then there's one made by bending a wire into a spiral and then flattening it. And that company's called Nifty. Oh, well, that's pretty nifty. Now, was that ways, was that, uh, were you saying companies that own patents on paperclips, or are these like the styles of paperclip? These are the, so, hmm, see, that's tough, because some of those directly relate to the name of the company. Some of those relate to the type of paperclip. Oh, wow. Uh, Right now, there are, there's hundreds of different designs, Uh, and we'll get into some of them, and then I'll just go bononkers on all of it but (laughs) like bonkers bonkers all of those companies that i was talking about those are the styles but they're also the companies that make them because they're named after the company that makes them is that the only thing those companies make are paper clips or they do other Uh, things no it's just like that's like the acme the acme correspondence style paper clip is a certain kind of paper clip made by the acme correspondence company or i guess patented and held by the the acme correspondence company which makes that means that they invented it but they also still make it gotcha um, and uh, so actually, actually, no, on the, the, the Acme correspondence clip, since we're talking on it about it is a glide on paperclip. It is flat and it looks like a duck bill. It kind of looks like this, like a duck's bill. Okay. I'm doing a visual <laughs> gag on a podcast. Uh, that's how drunk I am. It looks like a duck's bill. Um, they ended production in 1995. Why? Were they dangerous? Uh, they were. They killed so many kids. Oh my god! Like at one, in one day, but they started in 1950. A lot of the dates, a lot of the dates, and a lot of the styles here. I'm. I'm. I'm it's all just based on when the patent happens, because paper clips are really hard to pin down. <laughs> According to the Early Office Museum, the first patent for a bent wire paperclip was awarded in the U.S. to Samuel B. Fay in 1867. Now, Samuel B. Fay, uh-huh. uh, and also be right behind you, so watch what you say, uh, worked for the, the railroad and has a lot of distinctions, uh, but one of them being that he had a paper, he had a clip made from bent wire to attach tickets to fabric. So basically he's walking around just being like, this is how you put your ticket in the thing. I have a better idea. Let's twist it so it doesn't pop off. Because back in the day, T-pins were super fucking popular. T-pins are really sharp. You've seen them at like old offices. Like when you go to like old insurance companies, they have T-pins. And they were used to hold papers together. It was a, it's a pin, like a really sharp pin. Okay. That that is bent into a T shape. So it looks like a capital T. Uh So you jam it in there 
and it would hold everything together. But the other end was pointy as fuck, so you, and so you'd have to use another one. But if you grabbed it by the wrong angle, you gotta go to the hospital. I don't think I've ever like, seen those. They're fucking brutal. But back in the day, they were using T-pins, and uh, the patent that he got in 1867 also noted that it could be used to attach papers together. Now, the the Fay clip, which is, I mean, again, all of these are based off of the people that created them, mm-hmm. looks like um, it looks like a picnic, uh, it looks like a folding table, uh, kind of makes that like oh. triangle but keeps going sort of situation. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like one of those folding tables yes. that you just you open up? Yes. That's what the Fay paperclip looks like. Gotcha. Um and basically, it was used to put tickets on fabrics. But then he was also like, "Hey, you could put you, hey guys, you could put paper in this." And they were all like, "Get the fuck out of here! You're a witch." <laughs> there was no advertisements or any mention of the Fay design until 1896. But he did get the patent in 1867. So again, we're we're going back into history where no one really talked about these weird little things that they had, and no one really openly sold them or talked about them. They were just like industry things. They were just always kind of there floating behind the scenes. Exactly, but they know they do know that the first patent for a bent wire clip was this guy, Sam Fay, in 1867. Where'd it go, Fay? So now in 1896, uh, D.S. Gorman, if you remember, we've talked about D.S. Gorman before, uh, was the New York distributor of a new paper clip called The Clinch. <gasps> Ooh. It was just a big, it was like a fist. It was just a hand it, that would close It looks down. exactly like Faye's paperclip, but they called it the clinch. <laughs> uh, and then they uh, also called it, it, then there was another, oh God, this is where it gets so irritating. Then in 1896, the Cinch Clip Company in Buffalo, New York, Jesus. created a paperclip called the Cinch, God. which is, it used the same design as the Faye paperclip. That's the deal with business, especially early business, where like one thing came out and somebody was like. And then everything came out. So yeah, now here we are in 18. 18- in the 1890s, uh, the Fay clip was the advertised kind of fastening clip. The brand name Fay was used by the American Clip Company with a Fay patent design. Then there was another paper clip patented by Erlman J. Wright in 1877. It was used for fastening newspapers. And then a third one came out in 1888, I think that's right, mm-hmm. by Frank Angel or Angle. I don't have the specific thing in front of me. But the Wright paper clip looks like a tuning fork. The angel or angle paperclip, yeah, it kind of like the the bent metal kind of like bends over on top of itself and then back up. Okay. So it looks, it just looks confused. It looks like it got lost on its way out. (laughs) Um, And then the angel or angle paperclip uh, or the book leaf holder or paper holder was specifically designed to hold two or more pieces of paper together. So like a letter and a check received. And it just looks like a little, it's like a little clippy clip. Then we get to the utility paper clip in 1895 by the O.W. Smith Manufacturing Company in Detroit, uh, also distributed by Library Bureau Boston, Massachusetts. This is important because the way we know where these paper clips come from are the manufacturers that were just like, hey, we can bend metal. Right. These these you've seen uh, in, again, like old insurance companies and old law offices. You know, like we spend a lot of time there. But they kind of look like um, it's like a, a soda can pop top is what they look like. But we're still not there yet. We're still not at the clip we all know and love. Uh, so now, all these paperclip patents are going on at the same time, uh-huh. but nobody knows because we're in different parts of the world, right? And everybody thinks they have something new and Everybody thinks they got the best clip. But the winner, and still today, the paperclip that you know and love when you think about a paperclip, uh-huh. is actually called the gem paperclip. Really? Uh, it began in the 1870s because it was manufactured by the gem manufacturing company. The guy who invented it his name is William Middlebrook. 
But he didn't invent that paperclip. Okay. What he did was invented a paperclip. Pat- he has a patent on a paperclip making machine uh, that would round the top and the bottom. And the reason we call it the gem paperclip is because he made that machine and patented it for the gem company in England. So it's not it's not the Middlebrook paperclip, it's the gem paperclip, because Middlebrook created the machine that made the paperclip that the gem company used. So that's why we call it the gem. And that's the paperclip we all know and love with the rounded top and rounded bottom. So the gem company was like, yo, make me some paperclips like this? Well, no, it was like, hey, we love your machine. So we're going to buy it from you, and then we're going to use these paperclips. And then everybody started calling them gem paperclips okay. because they have the patent. Uh, the Middlebrook's, ugh. Middlebrook has the patent <laughs> on the machine that he made for this company. I'm so happy I've been drinking seltzer all day. Oh, my God. It's so technical. <laughs> um, it is probable that the gem paperclip first began being used widely in 1892, because the announcement of the trademark stated used since March 1st, 1892. So here we are finally with the paperclip we all know and love. Jim, I didn't know that had a name. That's awesome. Yeah. Paperclips are still called gem clips, and in Sweden, the word gem uh, means paperclip. Oh, the rest of the story. Yeah, they basically are like, we'll use a gem instead of a paperclip. Because we call them paperclips, they call them gems, because that was what they were originally called. All right. Gem clips. Gem it. Uh, so now that is the paperclip that we know and love today. There is a new paperclip that came out a little bit later, but they had these qualifications the gem company had to make sure that they were like, no, 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 it's not a gem. If it doesn't exert a clinging grip, tangle with other clips in a box, easy to apply and remove, should not tear the paper or leave rust marks. It should be cheap and easy to make. Its use should be obvious. One gem clip maker says he got 10 letters a month suggesting improvements, but people could only improve one area at the expense of another. So paper clips are pretty like design solid. You try to fuck this up, that fucks up. Uh, All right, so... You know the paperclip, its job, it holds the papers together, it clips the paper, but it also is a useful accessory in many kinds of mechanical work, including computer work. The metal wire can be unfolded with little force and is used to use to, to make the emergency eject feature on a lot of computers. Like it is paperclip oh, size. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and a lot of electronics have that. that reset too, button where it, and everything on the back the reset it button. has yeah, to be a paperclip. Is, it is it is paperclip sized, so that's another thing that that's also why it's so it's a widely little paper used clip in the button. office. Little tiny yeah, paperclip button. It's made there. for paperclips. Uh, you can eject a SIM card with it. Uh, back in the old days, in our day, you could you could do an emergency eject for a CD-ROM. You could eject oh, yeah. floppy disks. You know, kids, those were never mind. Never mind. Um, Palm PDAs used them back in the day. It can also be used to start an ATX PSU without connecting it to a motherboard. Eh, geek boner. Oh, uh, what does that all mean? One or more paper clips can make a loopback device for an RS-232 interface, or indeed many interfaces, Holy it says. Shit. And a paper clip can be installed in a Commodore 1541 disk drive as a flexible head stop. Wow. Ba-boom! It can also be used in dentistry to form a dental post, which is, you know, when you're getting your mm. braces on, yeah. things like that. Dental dam as well, too. Fucking paper clips. But when did they come into widespread use in the office? This was in 1896. Flood of paperclip patents started in 1897. 1900 trade publication stated, quote, the wire clip for holding office papers together has entirely superseded the use of the pin in all up-to-date offices. That's in the 1900s. So 
it became huge in U.S. offices around 1890. Okay, is when it started really becoming into the deal. Um, why weren't they operate? Why weren't they marketed earlier? Um, steel. This is a quote. Steel wire was still new in the second half of the 19th century. The widespread manufacture and use of the paperclip had to wait not only to the availability of the right wire, but also the existence of machinery capable of tirelessly and reliably bending it in a flash into things that could be bought for pennies a box. So the reason I keep make mentioning that the name of the clip is the company that owns the patent is because this thing was happening people were doing it it was moving but it was the people that could actually do it well and reliably that own that have the name that you know so jem saw this machine that middlebrook had that made these bent wire clips and was like that's the one and because it was so reliable and it, and it didn't do all the things that they said that a, a true paperclip shouldn't do it gained popularity and that's the reason why the clip we know is the gem clip because it was the easiest to make the cheapest to make the most durable and it still it still is to this day the paperclip world is kind of a fucking snotty asshole they're just like i don't know does it rust get the fuck out of bullshit. here i don't know did it tear the paper then this is trash we were trying to start a new business get this bitch out of here get, get out of my get out of my office and get me spider-man uh okay so the two earliest patents indicate and this is again all just following patents because paper clips were just a thing that people were starting to do a lot mm -hmm. in america too this is a very american invention although the gem paperclip was a company in Britain. So technically the paperclip we Ugh, know and love began in Britain, but the paperclip itself began in America. Just like America. In, in, in America. Just like America. We started in Britain, then we came here, and now we're America. Uh, in 1904, um, the, so, so the two earliest patents indicate that bent wire paper clips could be used in lieu of pins, sewing, mm -hmm. pointed bent over paper fasteners, and eyelets. So like now you could, they were like, you can also use these for sewing. In 1904, clinch clips, if you remember we were talking about those yeah, guys, yeah. were advertised as cheaper than pins. So now they're even cheaper than those T-pins. Uh, 1910, advertisements compare paper clips to straight pins for temporary attachment of papers. By contrast, early paper clip advertisements do not refer to staples. So we're not at staples. We're just clips. We are in everybody's clip crazy. After the gem paper clip becomes popular, we're looking at, here we go. Hold on tight because oh. these are a lot. All right, here we go. You got the patent spring clasps, the Eureka clip, the Niagara paper clip, the Simplex clip, the Cole paper clip, the Perfection paper fastener, the Schoolie paper fastener, the Columbia paper clip, the Clipper paper clip, the Daisy, the Ve the Veiler, the Kona clip, and I'll get to the Veiler in a second because okay. that's got an interesting history. The McGill, the Octo, the Wright, DeLong, Moen, Ideal, Multiple Grip, Muson. Uh, I'm sorry. Musanon, Cox, Whitcomb, what? Banjo, Ring, Improved Gem Paperclip. That is in 1903. That's an even better clip. That's the one where, okay, that's the one where the, like, metal folds on top of itself. You know, like how some oh, paperclips, yeah, it's like the round, it other. goes around in a center. This one's on top of it. It nests. Yeah, yeah. The Weiss, the Common Sense, the Owl, the Weiss Herculean Reversible, Ooh. the Mogul, the Improved Niagara, the Holdfast, the Elastic, the Denison, the Standard, the Wing Paper, Improved Triangle, which is basically the original Faye design, the Little Gem, the Vise Paper. We're not even in the 1920s yet. Wow. The Ezion, the Victory, the Colette, the Marcel Gem, which is essentially so the Colette and Marcel Gem paperclips uh, are the ones with the ridges 
on the clip. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're because they're, they're non-skid is what they're fault. That's what they were designed to do for better gripping power. I the hate perfected those. gem paperclip is the one that looks like two little houses or two little buildings. Uh, the nifty, the acme, the rapid, the v-clip, the radia, and then there's a bunch of unidentified ones. And then we get to the sheet brass, the proco, the sheet metal, and the sheet metal advertising paperclip. Jesus. So it just keeps going. Like people are like, nah. What if you bend it like a triangle? We'll call it the suguli. This one. This one will make it look like a little uterus. We'll call it the simplex. We'll put we'll put two fey designs together. We'll call those a Niagara. It just keeps going. The Eureka clip you've seen before, probably in like elementary school. It looks kind of like uh, a caterpillar, uh, and then the clip is inside itself. So you can slide papers inside it, and they're usually pretty thick. Like you look at the design and go, "Oh yeah, I've seen those." Um, but they all have different names. They all come from different companies, and it's all based on patents. It sounds like a terrible Kama Sutra book. <laughs> yeah, no, don't do... Well, most of these... No, you'd break your back. But the Valor paperclip is really interesting because the Valor clip uh, is named after Johann Valor. He has been erroneously identified as the inventor of the paperclip, and the reason why that happened is he had a paperclip patent in 1901 uh, it lacked the last turn of the wire that you see in the uh, the gem, uh-huh. but he did not know that the gem paperclip was already available. Long after his death, his countrymen created a national myth based on the false assumption that he invented the paperclip because there was this this fake story that a paperclip was in, that the, the paperclip was invented by an unrecognized Norwegian genius. <laughs> Norwegian dictionaries have since since the 1950s. Uh, mentioned Johann Wehler as the inventor of the paperclip, and then it found its way into international dictionaries, which is why the paperclip became a symbol of anti-fascism back in World War II. Uh-huh. Because uh, patriots would wear them on their lapels as a symbol of resistance to the German occupiers and Nazi authorities, uh, and it all goes back to Norwegian dictionary uh, to encyclopedias and dictionaries talking about Johann Wehler as being the uh, inventor of the paperclip. Well, I'll be damned. He did have a patent on a paperclip, but not. But it is not the, the one that was popular clip. at the time, which was the gem. But because of that, and it's still on. Uh, there was a stamp that happened in 1901. Um, but which is hilarious because the one that they featured is actually the gem paperclip, not his paperclip. <laughs> uh, but that is Suck why uh, the people, uh, the the Antifa movement in World War II adapted the paperclip because of this myth that it was invented by a Norwegian genius. That's amazing. I love it. Isn't that wild? I love it. Myths. Uh, also, a clip worn on a lapel or front pocket could be seen as Dugal, which is two posts or poles in French, mm-hmm. interpreting it to re- as a reference to the leader of the French resistance, Charles de Gaulle. So keep that in mind. Yeah, so the paperclip, symbol of rebellion, part of just modern society since the 1800s. Now here we are, flash forward Ooh. to, oh shit, the modern office. Oh. According to Alan Cooper, the father of Visual Basic. Now we're getting into computers here. Ooh, Visual Basic, okay. as you know, is visualizing basic uh, for computer processing. Mm. Uh, if you're a programmer, you're sitting there going, eh, it's more than that. 
So according to Alan Cooper, the father of Visual Basic, the concept of the clip-it was based on a tragic misunderstanding of research conducted at Stanford University, showing that the same part of the brain in use while operating a mouse or keyboard was also responsible for emotional reactions when interacting with other human beings, is the, and thus is the reason why people yell at their computer monitors when they're mad. So, Microsoft what? concluded that if humans reacted to computers the same way they react to other humans, this is why you scream at your computer when you're mad, because you're using the same part of your brain, and that's why you're like, oh, you fucking idiot, when you know full well that computer, it's not its fault, it doesn't know. Right, right, right. So, they concluded because of that, that it would be beneficial to include a human-like face in their software. As people already related to computers directly as they do with humans, the human face emerged as an annoyance distracting the user because we're still fucking pissed at it and thus the office assistant was created an intelligent user interface for microsoft office that assisted users by way of an an interactive animated character which interfaced with the office help content and the most popular one at the time was the default assistant in the english version of the software clip it more commonly nicknamed Clippy. Oh, Clippy, that motherfucker. Clippy was designed by Kevin J. Atterbury, who is a children's book author who has a book, a bunch of books called Ghost Cat, Dear Beast, I Love You More Than the Smell of Swamp Gas, <gasps> Puddles, Bunnies, Halloween Hustle, what? Tickle Monster, Boogie Monster, Frankie Stein, Frankie Stein Starts School, <laughs> Lunchbox and the Aliens, and Fronga Planet. Lunchbox and the Aliens? Yeah, check out Kevin Atterbury, Kevin with an A, Atterbury. Uh, he is the guy. He is the father of Clippy. Oh, now see, I don't know anything about his stories or how good those are, but half of those titles you just said need to be movies immediately. They look awesome. He has a bunch of ghosty, scary books, yeah. and they look really cute. Um, Clip It, or Clippy, was the default uh, character because the setup CD was required to install other assistants. So basically, when you would get it, it was like, oh, yeah, well, Clippy comes with it. But you can also install a dog, a professor. People are like, I already hate this. I don't want to do anymore. <laughs> they had others? Um, I didn't know they had others. Yeah, you could use, There was a dog. There was one that looked like Albert Einstein. They were all irritating. The only one you wanted was Clippy, Clippy uh, was which is why it was called the Microsoft Paperclip for a while. Okay, so Clippy wasn't a big hit. Uh, they turned off the feature, but, uh, default feature on Office XP, acknowledging its unpopularity in an ad campaign spoofing Clippy. So they fucking burned Clippy. Oh, it's a shame. And it was removed altogether in 2007. They fucking threw him under the bus. They were like, fuck you, dude. Yeah, they fucking threw Clippy under the bus. But they recently tweeted uh, if they w- people wanted to bring Clippy back. And people were like, yeah, man, we fucking love Clippy. The, you you didn't love, love Clippy, Clippy back you, in the day. You just thought it was cool. Because, well, that was the thing with Clippy. He was real fucking sensitive. You, you click, like, two letters. He's like, oh, it looks like you're trying to open a document. I'm like, no, dude, I'm just writing a fucking grocery list. Fucking relax. It's okay. Oh, it looks like you're trying to write a fucking thesis. <laughs> hey, Clippy, like, no, Clippy, get off my get dick. Get off my dick, dude. Looks like you're trying to work on your homework for next week. No, dude, I'm trying to fucking look at some goddamn, I want to buy something. Just relax. I'm, I'll do it next week. Uh, in modern paperclip world, uh, I do what I always do, and I looked up Gadget Review, and here are the top seven best paperclips according to GadgetReview.com. Number one is the OfficeMate PVC free color coated paperclip. They have a plastic. They are plastic. A lot of paperclips now are made from plastic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that one wins. It has six different colors. Uh, it is a 450-piece set, six colors, two sizes. And according to them, it has all the pros. The only con is it's a disproportionate number of small to large, and the bright colors may not look appropriate for some documents. Number two is the Amazon Basics Binder Paper Clips. Uh, they're pretty great, uh, but uh, they're good for your budget. Great. 
the Alago paper clips are best variety. Uh, they have a bunch of different sizes, uh, 28 millimeter, 33 millimeter, and 50 millimeter. Ooh. They're great for sensitive paperwork like contracts. Ooh. The only con is no color coding. Oh. Plastic containers are too small for some people, and the coding that they do have may peel off if not bent properly. However, lifetime warranty, strong gripping power. L- lifetime warranty? Are you really going to be like, yo, dude, this fucking paperclip broke? The, you get so yourself a set of these Alago. They'll last you the rest Jesus of your life. Christ, that's the con. It's like buying a cast iron pan. <laughs> Calm down. Yes. Everybody relax. Uh, U-Brand's paperclips is the most durable. Uh, Vanaco paperclips are the award for won the award for best for kids because they are super pretty. They look like candy. Uh, number well, six that's not uh, good. in They're the office. Yeah, well, it's not good for kids at all. Uh, in the office, the jumbo paperclip uh, from In the Office won for won for best capacity uh, because forty two have... pages. <laughs> two inch clips come in a color coded pack of five hundred. And then the Sunms, S-U-N-M-N-S, Sunms, 300-piece large colorful paperclip, one for best case, because it is like the box a divided container. That's because of the box it came oh, in. They're fucking paperclips, like, dude. Come on, that's the shitty fucking award. Your shitty, bro- your, your shitty product came in a nice box. Uh, Kevin, did you know nope. that May 29th is National Paperclip oh Day. Oh my God, all these national days. I did not know. What do you do? What are you supposed to do on National Paperclip Day? Well, you know, it's funny that you asked that question because I also did a page eight and the <gasps> first thing that came up on page eight was how to celebrate National Paperclip Day. Get out of here, for reals? All right, let's do this. How are so, we doing this? here's the thing. Need- Everyone knows the paper. This is from the website. Seltzers Everyone and the Seltzers knows. and Fat Jays. Let's do it. Seltzers and... <laughs> Woo! Everyone... Woo! We're si- what are you guys doing? Whoa, we're sipping on hard seltzers talking about paperclip yeah, day, baby. dude, I'm organizing. Everyone knows that paperclips can be used. This is from the website. Everybody knows that paperclips can be used to hold papers together, but did you know how many other things can be done? I'm going to do Ian McKellen. Oh, but did you know <laughs> how many other things can be done with them? The <laughs> National Paperclip Day, maybe take a little time to figure out just how many other things you can do with them. How many uses are there? So for National Paperclip Day, basically what this website says is, here are some things you can make with paperclips to celebrate National Paperclip Day while you drink seltzers. Number one, as emergency keychains. Wait, what? As emergency zipper tabs. That's that's smart. That that one's smart. But emergency keychains. Why do you need an emergency keychain? Oh, I guess putting keys, the key ring. Not Through the paper. It's basically the same yeah, thing. Okay. A paperclip fastener is almost. It's a different design, yeah. but it is basically what a keychain. No, is. but a key ring. There's a difference between a key ring and a keychain. That's keychain's true. Keychains a novel and a lanyard. Thing. Oh, a lanyard's even. Crazy. We've all worked in offices before. <laughs> as DIY fish hooks. Oh yeah. As emergency hair barrettes. Ooh, that one's kind of got. That's got to hang up. This one's one of my favorites. Hanging ornaments. I have actually done that so many times. Got to you. Got to undo your paper clips to hang your ornaments. There was some uh, older uh, Christmas ornaments that my I got left over from, from my grandmother passed away, and it still had paper clips on there where we had run out of. Cooks. You know, it's it feels kind of weird and nostalgic when you open up one of those boxes of like Christmassy ornament kind of things that, that it, that's been in your family for like a hundred mm-hmm. years and you find old paper yeah. clips and they're like, like old feels, paper clips yeah it feels more like if there were a haunted object it would be the paper yeah. clip because everyone's touched yeah. it um, you can also use it as a lottery ticket scratcher which oh, you oh. unclog narrow holes like spray can nozzles salt and pepper shakers glue bottles and one hitters if you really want to know more about paper clips watch the documentary film Paperclips wow. from 2004. Okay. It's it's a project where a middle school class aims to collect six million paperclips to represent the six million Jewish people who were killed by the Nazis in World War II, which is very interesting because, as we discussed, the paperclip was a symbol of anti-fascism yeah, yeah. back in the day. Well, that's very that's very cool. 
Check that Check out. Check out that and just, fucking history. And love your clips. Love your clips, baby. Love your clips. Love your clips. Well, Kevin, that's it. That's all I got for you. We don't have to do anything else. Just kidding. It's time for your pop quiz. Oh, damn it. Number one. What is the name of the clip we all know and love today? That's, that's the gym, right? The gym clip? Correct. Yeah, all right. The gym clip is the classic design. Number two. I like to start off strong. What's the technical? What, hey, what are you doing? What are you popcorn. Doing? Popcorn. Yeah, Where's I my did popcorn? It. I didn't yeah, hear it. You... I was too busy talking over you. Oh, okay. Number two. What is the technical name for Clippy? Oh, uh, he's a, he's a, oh, wait. Is, he's a technical assistant. Is that what you mean? Or is his name is is it Microsoft, the Microsoft Paperclip? Is that what you mean? There oh, we yeah, go, the Microsoft Paperclip, yeah, yeah, right. which is yeah. technically an office assistant. Ah, oh, gotcha, 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 gotcha. All right, awesome. Hey, uh, look at me, two for two. Two for two. You can also, it's, it's, I would have also accepted Clip It, okay. which was what its original name. They clip just named it. it. They Clippy was a nickname people Clippy's gave. Clippy much him. better. And number three, who is the father of the Paperclip? Oh. Oh, who is the father of the paperclip, Josh? Tell me, who was it again? Happy Happy Father's Day uh, to the father of the paperclip, the paperclip daddy himself, oh, Samuel B. Fay. That's it. The father of the clips. Clip daddy. Clip daddy. <laughs> hey, I'll take two out of three. Two out of three ain't bad. Yeah, two out of three ain't bad, man. That's, that's what Meatloaf said. God rest Ooh, him. What? Meatloaf, the singer. He's getting old. He's getting up there, isn't he? <laughs> R.I.P. Much respect. Um, Kevin, do you have any other questions about paperclips? Because it's it's just you. The answer is the patent. I think, and that's the thing. Like it is that is a very much an industrial product, and that's what it seems to yep. be the theme for our show. Like when we're looking at things like that, it all comes down to who's got the patent, who did it better than the other person. Like it's, you know, the, the, like the drinking straw. Like it's ancient Sumeria, but yeah, who got the patent on the good one and who fucking locked you it down? You love that ancient Sumeria. Oh, yeah, dude, I rewatched Ghostbusters Afterlife the other day. It's all about ancient Sumerians. Um, ancient Sumeria. But it's like, it's, it's, it's the industrial side of things. Who could put it out the most and the best? That's really all it comes down to. Uh, I guess it's time now for, uh, <laughs> speaking of ancient fucking Sumerians, time now for, for Mr. Thank Mr. Yous. Mr. Ancient Sumerian Thank Yous. Mr. Ancient Sumerian Thank like Yous. like to Mr. Thank You, all the ancient Sumerians listening. Appreciate your support. <laughs> uh, my my Mr. Thank Yous for all the, the kids at Chad's Gas and Guzzle on the Discord. You can find me <laughs> the on the Discord. My, my, my bird, Chad the Bird, is on the Discord. Chad's Gas, letter N, Guzzle. And uh, big Mr. Thank you to uh, always Jason Moody, you know, that guy, theme songs and amazingness. And uh, big shout out again to our friend Chuck Patella at the Howard Street Brewing Company here in Chicago off the red line on Howard Street. Go by, have some beers if you're in Chicago. And you might find Kevin and I sitting in the corner playing with some shit. Playing cards, having some beers, and uh, eating a... Or playing with actual human yeah, shit. Yeah, gross. Please, no. That's yeah. don't, We want them don't, to come. Um, I can't wait for that episode of this show. It's like, well, I found in my junk drawer... Real human shit. Real human shit. Oh, man. Human shit was actually patented in 1897. All right, I think we're done. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin and Josh will reveal a lot about all of the stuff that you forgot. Some of it may come as quite a shock, it's just lying in your junk drawer.
blah, blah, blah. Big talk.